0: Take two. <laughs> We're going to get this song this morning. We found out that the repeat button had been pushed last Sunday, and we kept repeating the same verse. <laughs> so we just finally just got down. It was... But uh, anyway, do you know that one of these days, we are not going to need Weight Watchers.
1: <laughs>
0: We're not going to have to count another carb, another calorie, another fat gram. These knees that are titanium, they going to be like new. These ears are going to hear again, and these eyes are going to see. Because you know what? We're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. 30 CDs on my bed with my tape player, my CD player, and practice, 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 all week long. Yesterday, I took those 30 CDs and put them back on the shelf and said, I will be so glad when November is over and all this political stuff is over, but you know what? It doesn't matter who's president. My king. My king is in control. And my king has a set day. And he's coming back. And you know what? He's coming back for me. Because I'm ready. And I praise God that everybody in this auditorium is ready. But if you're not... Today's a day.
1: The market place is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No
2: chapter 1. Thank you, Miss Barbara, for letting the Lord use you. What awesome words this morning. The King is coming. You say, Preacher, I'm an atheist. I don't believe that. Well, it's not going to prevent Him from coming. He's still coming. Well, I'm not a Christian. He's still coming. He's coming. Whether you're ready for Him or not, He's coming. Whether He's coming to receive you to heaven, He's coming whether He's coming to cast judgment upon your sin, He's still coming. You can't stop Him from coming. The U.S. government can't stop Him from coming. China's not going to be able to stop Him from coming. Russia can't stop Him. He's coming. You might as well get ready for Him. And I just thank Him that He's coming for me. And in that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, all of the lives, all the lives are going to be changed. Oh man, I'm glad that I'm going to get a new body. I wish I could sing like Miss Barbara, but I can't sing for nothing. I can't play an instrument, man, I tell you. I can't play the radio without breaking it. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing, and I'm going to sing. I'll sing now. I don't care. Because i got a song to sing. And I'm glad to be saved today. And if you're not saved, you need to be saved this morning. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Oh, Lord's in this place this morning. Would you let Him move? Would you let Him... Have His way and will in your life today. You don't get this at the house. You don't get this sitting at the beach house on Sunday. Man, I'm glad to be in God's house this morning. 1 Corinthians 1 and 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Look here in verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. And I love this verse. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this service. Thank You for what You're doing in this place. Lord, this is not of us. This is of You this morning. And Lord, to You be all the honor and all the glory. Lord, I'm so glad You're coming back. I'm so glad that You're coming back for me. I pray that we would prepare ourselves for Your coming. Lord, you're coming. Lord, we don't know when. You don't even know when. But there's coming a day your father's going to look at you. He's going to say, go get my children. Oh, what a day that's going to be when I get to see you. Lord, I can't wait to see you. Oh, I can't wait to see your beauty and your wisdom and your majesty and your holiness. Never has these eyes ever beheld what they're going to behold one day. Oh, I can't wait for that day. But Lord, give us grace this morning. Give me the power to preach Your Word. Lord, I need Your Holy Spirit's guidance this morning. Lord, I can't do anything without You. Lord, these people don't need to hear from me, but they need to hear from You. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved in this place today. Lord, I pray as the saved that we would draw closer to You. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to talk to you on this subject, the preaching of... The cross, in verse 18, Paul said, for the preaching of the cross. I want to talk to you on that subject. The preaching of the cross. I'm glad today that God is still in the saving business. I'm glad that God still saves souls on a daily basis. And I am glad that God can use the big things. And I'm glad that God can use the little things. To get us to the place where we can be saved. I want you to hold your spot there. And I want you to look in Romans chapter 10 for a minute. We're going to turn it back to 1 Corinthians. But I want you to know that in the day that we live, people need to be saved. And I want you to know that God is still able to save souls. God is still able to reach down in our lives and to touch us and to change us and to save us. I want to look at this morning the manner in which He chose to save souls. I want you to know that God can use anything and anybody so that souls can be saved. Can God use a song? Absolutely. My goodness, the glory of God came down during that song today. Miss Barbara was used in a mighty way. Souls can be touched by the singing of the Good News Gospel. I want you to know that people can get up and sing a song, and somebody can get saved from that song. I want you to know a teacher can teach a lesson. I want you to know that a child of God can go out and act like a child of God, and souls can be won because of their obedience to the Lord. I want you to know you can go out today and you can show an act of kindness, of love, the love that you have for Jesus and shower it upon lost people and they can be saved from the love that they see in you. I want you to know that God can use anything to save a soul. But I want you to look and I want us to see this morning the very main tool that God chose. Not me, but God chose to save souls. Can God use music? Absolutely. Can God use Awana? Absolutely. Can God use VBS? Absolutely. But friend, we must never forget that we belong to a New Testament church. And in this New Testament church, we must never forget what God chose that souls would be saved. I want you to know that God didn't choose music. He didn't choose ministries. He didn't choose Awana. Notice this Scripture. Romans 10 and verse 13, "...for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." Isn't that beautiful? Boy, what a great thing. But notice verse 14. How "...then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed. How shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent as it is written?" How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Now notice verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Aren't you glad this morning that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? But God asked the question, Paul asked the question, How are they going to hear? How are they going to call on somebody that they haven't heard before? The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you're saved this morning, you're saved because of the faith that you have in Jesus Christ to save you. And the only reason that you have that faith is because you heard the Gospel message. And the gospel message was preached unto you and the Holy Spirit of God took that gospel message and began to convict you, began to persuade you, began to cut your heart to the, the, to the bones, to the joint, to the marrow, and He began to divide within your heart and soul. Friend, I want you to know that God chose the preaching of His Word so that souls would be saved. I want you to look back in our text in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 21, the Bible says, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. As children of God, we must appreciate gospel preaching. As children of God in his church, we must never grow tired of the gospel preaching of Jesus Christ. We must begin to learn how to love the gospel message. I want you to know the gospel message is our anthem today. The gospel message is our Thing today. And in the Great Commission, God came to us and He told us, you go and you baptize and you teach. May I tell you that we have a responsibility today. And we are to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, I am not a feel-good preacher. If you've never heard me, you know that I'm not a feel-good preacher. I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm not here to fill your bank account with money. I'm not here so that you can live in a mansion, if you believe it hard enough. I am here today for the sole purpose to preach unto you the gospel message. Not because this is what I want to do, or because this is what I chose to do, but this is what God chose so that souls can be saved. I want you to know there's people, I believe, right here in this service today that is lost, dying and going to hell. You don't need me to up here dancing and tickling your ears. You need me to preach the gospel. Child of God, you say, well, I'm saved. I don't need to hear it. Child of God, the gospel's for you as much as it is for the lost person this morning. I want you to notice first off the gospel message, First Corinthians 15. If you're with me, say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. I want you to notice verse 1. The apostle Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Let me tell you, what I'm preaching unto you today is what I've received. Okay? And I can't preach it if I don't have it myself. Okay? And that's what Paul is saying. And he said how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. And that He was buried and that He rose again the third day according to the Scripture. What is the Gospel message? The Gospel message is the preaching of the life of Jesus Christ. There has never been a more sanctified, a more holy, a more powerful life lived on this earth than when Jesus walked among men. I want you to know there is power in the life of Jesus Christ. There is power in His ministry. There is power in His virgin birth. There is power in His death. There is power in His blood. There is power in His burial. There is power in His resurrection. There is power in His second coming. I want you to know that that is the gospel message of Jesus Christ. I want you to know the gospel message is this, that Jesus came to the earth through the virgin birth of Mary. I want you to know that my Savior did not come born of man. He came born of the seed of God. He was God wrapped up. I want you to know that He dwelt among us and became flesh. And He walked upon the face of the earth. And he, he, he healed those that were broken hearted. He saved those that needed to be saved. He forgave those that needed to be forgiven. I want you to know everywhere He went, He demonstrated love. He demonstrated compassion. He demonstrated restraint. He demonstrated patience. Hello? He demonstrated compassion upon every Person That he ever came upon I want you to know you will never find A life filled with love Quite like the ministry of Jesus Christ I want you to know his ministry is love His ministry is life And in that life we find salvation In that life we find eternal life And in that life we find abundant life he lived to the fullest. No man has ever lived quite like Jesus lived. No man has lived to the fullest quite like Jesus did. When I get up here, you don't need to hear about my week. Okay? You don't need to hear about my opinion. And you don't need to hear what my family's going through. You need to hear what Jesus Christ did for us. You need to hear how Jesus overcame the devil because you face the devil every single day. You need to learn and we need to hear about the Gospel. We need to hear about how Jesus overcame those Sadducees and those Pharisees and those chief priests. We need to learn of the life of Christ. Friend, there's never been a greater life than the life of Jesus. And hey, it's all about His life, but friend, it's not all about His life because it's about His death. He died. And He died for you and He died for me. He was buried and three days later, He got up and He walked out of that grave. Friend, that's victory. Are you all with me this morning? That's victory. You know what? He's not dead today. He's alive and well and He's sitting on the right hand of the throne of God. That's power. And to know, Miss Barbara, that my King is coming. Oh, aren't you glad that our King is coming today? That's the Gospel. We don't need to talk about the mess of society. CNN will do that for you. Fox News is doing that for us. We need to hear the good news gospel of Jesus Christ. In Promised Land Church, I pray that we preach it until Jesus returns. I pray that it is taught in our classes. I pray that it is elevated and exalted in Awana and Vacation Bible School and every ministry we have. It's okay to feed people. It's okay to play a game. But friend, we need the gospel message. And the gospel message is about Jesus. It's about Jesus. I'm so tired of seeing men get in the pulpit and talk about themselves. Friend, I can't save you, but I know a man who can today. And I don't need to preach me, but I need to preach Jesus. I need to elevate Him. I need to exalt Him so that He can draw all men unto Him. Friend, God's people, we need to love the Gospel message. We need to love the Gospel message. We ought to love when a man will take the Word of God and get up and preach it till he can't preach it no more. We ought to have a love. And we ought to have a desire. And we ought to have a hunger and a thirst for the preaching of the Gospel message. We love to have our ears tickled. We love to hear what the Gospel can do for us, but we don't want to hear the truth all the time because it hurts sometimes. But friend, we need to hear it. Because it's for our own good The gospel message needs to be loved By God's people If we don't love the gospel message It will become extinct We are here to preserve that gospel message If we don't preach it, who will? If we don't stand for it, who will? Are you all awake this morning? If we don't live for it If we don't live by it If we don't preach it, who will? It's up to us this morning. We have a responsibility to preach the Gospel. Child of God, would you fall in love with the Gospel? You know what that means? You're falling in love with Jesus. Because the Gospel is Jesus Christ. Brother Trey has talked me into this wire thing and it's about to drive me crazy this morning. I'm going to kill him for it's over with. <clears throat> Look with me in verse 18 of our text. 1 Corinthians 1.18. The Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. We need to understand this. There is power in this message. Why must we preach this message? Because there is power in it. In preaching this how-to, in preaching this prosperity, there's not any power in that. And as God's people, we need substance. Okay? We need substance. We need meat on the bone. We need something to fill us with the power of God. And I want you to know that this here is the power of God. I love what he said. He said, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. He didn't say, to the lost is the power of God. He said, but to the saved, it is the power of God. I want you to know that this message is our power today, child of God. It should be our anthem. It should be what we sing about. It ought to be while we live. I want you to know the Gospel message ought to be wrapped up in our life, and our life ought to be wrapped up in the Gospel message. Because this is it. Our power is in the Gospel. We have no power apart from the Gospel. You say, as a child of God, I have power, preacher. That's right. You do, but you get it through the Gospel. Listen to me, child of God. When you get saved, you don't leave the Gospel. You stay in the Gospel. Because there's power in the Gospel. And that's why there's so many of God's people living without His power. Because they're not living in the gospel. And if you live apart from the Gospel, you're living apart from the power of God. And so many people say, well, I don't need to go to church. Yeah, you do. Come on, people. Yeah, you do. Well, I don't need preaching. Yes, you do. You're not holier than thou. Man, I need it. Man, last Sunday I was starving to death. We had a good little time of family and fellowship and in the Bible. But man, I miss just the raw preaching the power of God in my life. Man, I was hungry and I was thirsting for it. Friend, we need this because it's our power. It is our victory. It is our liberty. You come here on Sunday morning, you're broken down from the week. The world's got you by the neck. The devil's just ripping your family to pieces. Man, he's just coming in here and he's tearing your life apart and you come in here on Sunday and Wednesday, you come in here reading the Bible... And then you're reminded of the Gospel message about how Jesus overcame the temptation of the devil. And you read that that great verse where the Bible says, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. And you, you come in here and we feel all alone, but we get in the Gospel and we read that promise that will never leave us nor forsake us. And oh, the devil gets in our life and convinces us that we done lost our salvation. And we get in here and we're reminded that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Oh, we get in here and we get reminded that Jesus has put us in the hand of God and nothing can pluck us out of His hand. I don't know if you've been saved a year, ten years, or a hundred years. You always need the preaching of the Gospel because it is the power that we need in our life. Now here, here it is. You want power in your life? The Gospel is the power that you need. But where's it at, preacher? It's in the application Of the gospel. The devil has told us the gospel is for lost people. And that is a lie straight from hell. The gospel is the power to those that are saved. It is our power. It is our unction. (laughs) It is our, the way, the reason that we live. It is the reason that we wake up every day. The gospel is what should motivate us. Everything about our life ought to have the gospel. It ought to have the gospel. Child of God, you need power. It's right here in the Gospel. It's right here in the Gospel. And every day as I raise a family, and every day in my married life, I need power. You know where I find it? I find it in the Gospel. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, We're not ashamed of the Gospel of Christ. I'll tell you what, we need God's people to get to the place that we're not ashamed of the Gospel of Christ. You know Why? Because it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. don't matter if you're a Jew or a Greek. It don't matter what color you are, if you're red, yellow, purple, green. It don't matter what color you are. The power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. You know why the Gospel ought to be our anthem child of God? Because there's people around us that need to be saved. There's people around us that are lost, dying, and going to hell. And the only thing that can save them is the gospel message. Oh, man, if we can pump up our song service, we can get it emotional enough to save. so let me tell you, we don't need emotion in church. We don't need to base our salvation off emotion. We don't need to base our worship services off emotion. We need to base it off the Word of God and the Spirit of God. That's what we need in our church: is The truth and the Spirit. Amen? That's what we need. Souls need to be saved. How are they going to be saved? By the power of the Gospel. The power of the Gospel. I've used this before, but I'm going to use it again. Last year, I taught the young adult class of the college and career age at church camp. I always had the same place way out there in the heat, and we always burn up, but I had a good time. I always had about 40 college and career age. Last year, I got my sheet, my pre-registration, I had 72. I thought, Lord, have mercy. So I called the guy, and I said, we're going to have to go somewhere else. He said, I'll put you on the cafeteria. We went in the cafeteria. The first lesson was about the birth of Christ. The second lesson was the death of Christ. And the third lesson was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when I got these, I thought, man, this is just simple. This is just simple. These kids know this. Well, I got in there and I preached it till I couldn't preach it no more. And I just gave it to them. Tuesday, I preached the birth. Wednesday, I preached the death. Thursday, I preached the resurrection. And every year, I've always had kids get saved, and nobody got saved that year. I thought, oh my goodness. And Thursday at the very end, there were several kids that come up there and was thanking me for preaching and all that. And it's just, I, I thought, man, we need more than this. We need more than this. I was that ignorant to say that. We need more than this. This isn't enough. And I'm sitting there talking to these kids and I hear this door slam open. And here's this lunch worker lady. Her mom run the cafeteria there. About 40 years old, a black lady come out. And I could see it all over Big old tears running down her face. I was preaching every day and what I didn't know is I was preaching under a microphone and there were speakers in the kitchen. And every day, that woman heard the gospel message. She was lost. And she'd come out and I told them kids, I said, you want to see somebody get saved? They said, yeah, yeah. I said, get ready because here she comes. Big old tears coming down. She said, preacher, Tuesday I heard you and you got on my nerves. She said, Wednesday I heard you and you made me mad. Today I hear you and all I can do is cry and weep. She said, I need to get saved. And right there we fell down on that cafeteria floor and that woman came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I went out and we went into the church and I was just overwhelmed. And we were singing and preaching and I was just thinking, man, there's power. There's power in the Gospel. And I always think, boy, if I can present it right. Oh, if I can just say it right. Oh, if I can just do it right. Friend, it's not how I do it that saves. It is the substance. It is the meat. It is what Jesus has done for us that is the power. And that woman that day, there was enough power that it leaked through those speakers. And it went into her ears. And it went all the way to her heart, Miss B. And the Holy Spirit convicted her and cut her. And she come running out to a stranger she's never met before. Friend, that is called Holy Spirit conviction. And she come running out. Said, i got to be saved. I had to go a couple of weeks ago to turn some stuff over at that camp. Went for one day. And I went and her mama was in there. And I talked to her and I said, well, where's your daughter? She said, she's not here. She'll be here tomorrow. She said, Preacher, you have no idea of the change. You have no idea of the change in her life. She said, her kids, they're all getting saved. She said, it's unbelievable. Friend, there's power in the Gospel. There's power in the Gospel. Power to save you. Power to redeem you. Power to forgive you. There is power in the gospel message. Friend, the power can take somebody that is lost and undone. And friend, when you receive the gospel, it can save you. It can make you born again. I don't, I don't, wow. A sinner that is lost and undone without God or a son heading for a devil's hell and all of a sudden the gospel's preached, you receive it and now you're going to heaven. That's awesome. If you can't amen that, you might need to get saved today. Amen? Because there is power in the Gospel. There's power in the Gospel. Child of God, there's power in the Gospel. Wasn't it powerful enough to save you? Isn't it powerful enough to change you? Man, I tell you, we talk about this power, but we don't leave different. We talk about the power of God, but we leave church and we act any way we want to. If the power of God can save you, it can change you. I want you to know we need to let the power of the gospel change us, child of God. It can help you to get to that place to put that alcohol down, to put that addiction down. It can help you to quit that lifestyle of adultery. It can help you to turn away from that pornography. I want you to know the Gospel message can set us free today. I want you to know if you're in bondage to sin, if you're in bondage to addiction. Let me tell you something. You can find victory today. You can find victory today. And it's in the Gospel message. But here it is. Where do we get the power from? when we apply it to our life. We have to apply the gospel to our life. We must apply the gospel. How long has this church been going on? Hundred and fifty something years? No reason. Well everybody in this place ain't saved. I know Kenny Williams. I know Michael Reese. I know what y'all have been listening to. And there's power in what they've been preaching. And every, every preacher that's ever stood behind this pulpit, there's power in the message they're preaching. And we will stand before God without excuse. Friend, there is power in the Gospel. I want to read one verse. Whoever's playing, y'all, come on. I want to get ready. Notice verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Something that is made so pure, something that is made so good. The Bible in the book of Hebrews called it a great salvation. And something that He meant for us to be so good and great unto the Jews, it is a stumbling block. It means that this gospel causes them to stumble. There may be some of you today that's here and you hear the gospel and it causes you to stumble. It causes you to be put in a trap. Friend, let me tell you something. You need to let the Gospel make you stumble today. But once you stumble, you need to get up and run to Jesus. The Gospel's been preached this morning. Jesus was born in this world. He lived a perfect life. He died for you and He died for me. Friend, He was buried. He rose again the third day. I want you to know that He's alive today. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And i got good news to bring. He's not done because He's coming again. There's not power in my presentation. There's not power in my personality. But there's power in the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And what I just told you about His life can save you. It can change you. He said to the Jews, it was tumbling, blah, but to the Gentiles, to the Greeks, it's foolishness. You know what that means? Dumb. dull. Oh, that's just dumb. I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard people say that's dumb. That's for the simple-minded folks. Bless God, I'm simple-minded this morning. God never told you to understand it. He told you to have faith in it. Oh, the Gospel's here for you. And all you're doing is picking it apart, dissecting it, and oh, it can't do this for me. It's not real. It's not right. Friend, try it this morning. Apply it to your life and see what the Gospel does. We need the Gospel in our life. We need to quit calling it foolish. The only one that's foolish today is one that sits there in their hearts and says, God's not real. God's not real. Friend, this is real this morning. And there are souls in this place and the Holy Spirit's in this place. And He's taking His Gospel and He's going to your heart, to your heart, to your heart, and your heart, and your heart. And He's beginning to cut the hearts. And He's beginning to divide asunder. And He's beginning to convict us. Oh, thank God for His conviction this morning. And all oh, His Gospel is working in a mighty and powerful way. But when are we going to apply it? When are we going to say, God, I've had enough. I'm done with this lifestyle. Here it is. There's victory. There's victory. Would you be saved? Child of God, there's no reason that your marriage is broken. you got victory in Jesus. There's no reason that you're living in bondage. There's victory in Jesus. These altars are open. Won't you come and say, God, here I am. Lord, fill me with the victory that I need. Lost person. It's been laid out. And you got a responsibility. Are you going to accept it or are you going to reject it? If you say, well, I'm going to wait, preacher, you're rejected. Today is the day of salvation. The Holy Spirit's come to you and showed you that you're lost. Hey, we're not here out of coincidence. God, out of His providence and sovereignty, He placed you in this service. He placed you here so that you could hear the Gospel message preached. And what are you going to do with it? Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. These altars are open. If you need to be saved, come down. Let me show you how to be saved. I want you to come right now. Y'all come as she plays. Y'all come this morning. Lord, I come.